That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm Debbie Rashawn. We it's just a game, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, isn't it? Parker Brothers kind of fun. Parker Brothers, a name you're likely familiar with if you grew up in the 90s or any decade prior. This ad from 1987 might sound a little campy, and that's what you'd expect coming from Parker Brothers. They're the wholesome company targeted towards families and enjoyed board games like Monopoly and Sorry. Or in its later years, they produced electronic games like Bop It. Shortly after that, in 1999, Hasbro purchased the company. And a decade later, they decided to retire the Parker Brothers name for good. Although all the games mentioned are still released today by Hasbro. These games include the mysterious Ouija board from the ad. And though that commercial might make the Ouija board sound only minutely darker than the other games mentioned, there is most definitely a bewildering history behind those boards, and it dates long before any children's gaming corporation, going as far back as the Song Dynasty in China of around 1100 AD. From a scientific perspective, the Ouija board is far different than any other board game in that it taps into the subconscious mind, causing the body to make involuntary movements to spell out words or answer questions. However, from the darker spiritual perspective, these boards are used to make contact with the dead, to communicate the messages of passed-on spirits to those who tap into this device. Now, before we dive deeper into all this, let's look at the layout of the board itself. The board we know today has not changed much from the first mass-produced boards of the late 1800s. And still to this day, at the very top of the board is the name William Fold. Though Fold was not the inventor of the board, this businessman's marketing prowess drove the board to its peak popularity, and after his death, his family continued its legacy until ultimately selling it to Parker Brothers, who kept his name on the design. Next to the name on the sand-colored board are the words, Talking Board Set, and under that in big letters is the word, Ouija. Below that is the patent and the words mystifying oracle. To its left is the word yes, to its right is the word no. On the far left is a sun, and on the far right is the moon. 
Below that, we, of course, have the alphabet, A through M on the first line, N through Z below it. Then below that are all of the single-digit numbers, and at the very bottom, the words, Goodbye. The bottom corner graphics have changed over the years, but what we've outlined has remained the same by and large. Beyond the actual board, there's only one other piece included in the set, and that is the planchet. The planchet is shaped sort of like a heart or the Star Trek logo, depending on which side you have up. And near the edge of it is a clear plastic circle used to hover over the letters or words. Participants can place their hands on the device to spell out words or messages where their hands hover. And according to the rules, it should not be used alone. What is spelled out is either deciphered as tapping into the subconscious mind or for believers in the paranormal, communicating with the dead. Unlike other board games, the rules are considerably darker, as one may suspect. Rule number one, never ask when you're going to die. Rule number two, never play alone. And rule number three, never talk about God. Some of the first recorded communication with the dead began in Song Dynasty, China, through a writing practice called Fuji and it was eventually forbidden once the Xing dynasty took control way back in the year 1636. Here in America, much later, psychic mediums would gain popularity following the Civil War, using their alleged skills to communicate with dead relatives of paying customers, and the practice still goes on to this day at psychic storefronts all throughout the country and the world at large. This phenomenon was known as spiritualism, and despite a strong objection to the practice today by many religious communities, in the mid to late 1800s, it was considered perfectly compatible with the Christian lifestyle. It was not uncommon for the same church-going Christians to hold seances in their homes during this period, and it was even a source of comfort during a time that dealt with death much more than we do today. For instance, the average lifespan at the time was just under 50 years of age. These seances were so commonplace that you'd likely be surprised to learn that one was even conducted in the White House. Willie Lincoln, the son of our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, contracted typhoid fever and died on February 20th, 1862, at the young age of 11. Lincoln said, My poor boy, he was too good for this earth. God has called him home. I know that he's much better off in heaven, but then we loved him so much. It is hard, hard to have him die. President Lincoln wept at the ceremony. What followed were seances to communicate with their dead son, Willie, by First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln. 
1886, a new spectacle had taken hold in the spiritualist movement in America, and that was the talking board, first reported on by the Associated Press in Ohio. This was a primitive version of the not-yet-named Ouija, and like nearly all trends in America, it sparked the interest of those excited to capitalize on the idea. One of those people was entrepreneur Charles Kennard, who found a group of four other investors to patent, produce, and market the yet-to-be-named talking board. Thus began the Kennard Novelty Company. One of the investors was attorney Elijah Bond. Though Bond himself was not into the paranormal and more just looking to make a buck... His sister-in-law, Helen Peters, considered herself a medium and claimed the name for the board came to her while using it. She then asked the board what the word Ouija meant, and in eerie fashion, the planchette began moving under her fingers and spelled out to her, Good luck. However, this seems to just be one of several stories for the name's origin, according to research. It was a success, but a mere seven years later, internal issues between the men at the company created friction. They would depart from the company, and the man mentioned earlier, whose name dons the board to this day, William Fuld, worked his way up from an employee to the head of the business with a partnership of his brother, Isaac. Sales boomed under him, and William Fuld became a millionaire. Not surprisingly, money issues created a rift between the brothers, and Isaac was cut out of the business. William's eventual death while expanding the business confirmed the dark world that the superstitious believed to be behind the otherworldly toy. According to various sources, while using the Ouija board, Fold was instructed to build another factory in Baltimore to produce the Ouija. And on February 24th, of 1927 while installing a flagpole from the roof of the three-story building at the age of 56, William Fuld fell to his death. <laughs> to compound the eeriness, while at the hospital, Fuld's dying wish to his children was to stop manufacturing the Ouija board but the money to be made was too great, and they did not listen. In 1966, the rights for the board were sold by the family to Parker Brothers, and in the following year, amazingly, it outsold the classic board game Monopoly. As I mentioned earlier, Parker Brothers was eventually bought out by Hasbro, who produces the boards to this day. And you can still buy them everywhere you'd expect, including online retailers like Amazon. If you are not a believer in the supernatural and paranormal, you may be wondering what actually controls these boards. 
The scientific explanation is called the idiomotor response. Unconscious muscle movements driven by the subconscious mind under a dissociative state. This is a state that the mind is in when subverted from normal cognitive function, often used in hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Experiments have shown, though, that when blindfolded, participants do not get the same accurate readings as when looking at the board. Scientists see this as conclusive evidence ruling out any paranormal theories. Even so, a board game drawing on the subconscious mind is pretty out of the ordinary for a toy recommended to an audience aged eight and above. What might really make you ponder if there's something more to the Ouija board, though, are the historical figures connected to it and its history being embedded in American subculture. Occultist and black magic practitioner Alistair Crowley had an attachment to the Ouija for the use of summoning spirits, and in letters to colleagues even toyed with the idea of marketing his own design, though it never came to fruition. A more universally respected figure, Bill Wilson, the founder of AA, or Alcoholics Anonymous, would use the Ouija board to conduct seances. Who was he contacting? Jim Beam? Early press releases for rocker Alice Cooper claimed that the name was agreed upon during a Ouija board session. Harry Houdini, a vocal skeptic of all things psychic and paranormal, once noted that five people he knew went insane playing with the board. Superstition and worst fears of the Ouija board would come to their height with the release of the terrifying film The Exorcist in 1973. You really don't want me to play, huh? No, I do. Captain Howdy said no. Captain who? Captain Howdy. Who's Captain Howdy? You know, I make the questions and he does the answers. Early in the film, 12-year-old Reagan contacts a spirit named Captain Howdy through the Ouija board and starts exhibiting demonic behaviors. Side note, my own colleague, Dee Snyder, later brought back the name Captain Howdy when he played a role of a character by the same name in his on-screen debut, Strangeland. Here we go. In this small town. Check this guy out. On this quiet street. Now we can talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. An unspeakable evil is stalking the net. What kind of name is Captain Howdy? Most definitely in homage to the classic film. To this day, you will find all sorts of stories online of this device opening up portals to satanic underworlds. And on sites like Quora, real people around the world even inquire on how to get rid of Ouija boards, frightened by superstition that it may come back to haunt them. The board has been blamed for countless real-life horrific acts over the years. One incredibly frightening true story is the murder of Minko, Oklahoma Mayor Brian Roach. Roach was found stabbed to death in February of 2001. When arrested for the act, 
the man's mother-in-law, Carol Sue Elbaker, claimed the murder happened after playing with the Ouija board with Roach's wife and young daughters, one of which she was suspected of trying to kill in addition to Roach. You will find many news stories like these searching them out. The board has become synonymous with many subcultures, like the horror film genre and the satanic-themed rock and roll genre and even the rap genre. Some examples of this are the 2012 UK release film I Am Zozo and Universal Pictures' 2016 release Ouija, Origin of Evil. In music, Mars Volta credits their own experiences with the Ouija as the basis for their album, Bedlam and Goliath. Bone Thugs and Harmony made various references to the Ouija on much of their early material. Dear Mr. Ouija, I want to know my future. Well, I got a murder, a bloody murder. Come, come again. And horrorcore group Simkin Heights included many references to it in their satanic-themed raps as well. An Amazon search will also bring up many books on the subject with titles like Ouija Board Nightmares, Terrifying True Tales, How to Safely Use the Ouija Board, and Ouija, The Most Dangerous Game. Go to any horror-themed convention or concert, and you're likely to find t-shirts or even belt buckles with Ouija board themes. Is the Ouija really a portal to a darker realm that should not be played with? Or harmless fun like a scary movie? It depends on who you ask. But considering how long its history has been with us, I do not believe it is going away anytime soon. Even if some who do believe it summons dark spirits would like to see it outlawed forever. This episode of Obscurities was written by Ian Scotto. Obscurities is brought to you by FX on Hulu's American Horror Story, Double Feature. In American Horror Story, Double Feature, a struggling writer, his pregnant wife, and their daughter move to an isolated beach town for the winter. Once they're settled in, the town's true residents begin to make themselves known. Can't believe we're doing this. I never thought I'd get you out of the city. I think this is going to be the perfect place to work without distraction. I've been coming out here to write for a few years now. This place inspires us. I could really use some of the inspiration you guys have on tap. I'm facing some serious writer's block. That won't last long. Trust me. Something weird is going on here, and I want to know what it is. There's nothing more addictive than success. You've tasted it now. Never going to be able to live without it. We are not 
save you. Experience a collision of terror like you've never seen. American Horror Story Double Feature. Available now, streaming next day on FX on Hulu.